riff, Mama. Let it out. Did I give a sang? Yes, you sang it loud and proud. Ugh. I was Gorgeous. tangled in my cord or- earlier. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I almost missed our clap because I got tangled. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. And I did a little. Should we explain the clap? A little dance. And so I felt like singing afterwards. Yeah, oh. explain it. Explain the clap. <laughs> so our wonderful, amazing audio engineer, Adam, um, because we are tra- uh, recording three different tracks from three different locations, to make it easier for him to line up the tracks, we all press record, and then we each count to three and then clap. It's a very so standard at-home recording procedure for yeah. entertainment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you know. And, and now, now you know. You know. Uh, that's just a little, a little a preview behind the scenes, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of behind mm-hmm. the scenes previews, we hung out with our patrons the other day, and it was so much fun. I love that. That was the best of times. I can't wait to do yeah. it again. And we have two new patrons, so what? they're going to get to join next time. What? No way. Yeah. We got, first off, we have Noah. Noah. Noah's a Noah. friend. A oh friend of the God. podcast and now a patron. Thank you so much, Noah. You're right on my ankle next to my heel. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. I know. You know what's funny? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he recently hurt his heel. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's like I knew that, Noah. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I felt it. I was like, he's right there on my heel. I got that. <laughs> it's a get well soon tattoo. <laughs> yes. Thank you, We're Noah. We're going to have to ask him which, which foot. That's a crazy injury. It not, is. Not your Achilles heel. Not the Yeah, I don't not really that. know what happened. And then uh, we have the beautiful and lovely Charlotte. 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 What? Yeah. This is also a friend of the podcast. Yes. Charlotte from, from my, uh, my childhood. She's my buddy. She's in Salem. Yep. We love you. So. Charlotte, we love you, Charlotte. You're below the left collarbone. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That's, that's one of sensual. the one of my fave body parts. Saucy. Not of myself, mm-hmm. but just everybody. Yeah, you yeah. know, I like that upper, you know, chest area. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the upper pectorals. Yeah, she's really drawn it's to them. Really <laughs> sexy. It is. So she Charlotte, enough. that's where you are. Ugh. Thank you to Noah and Charlotte, you sweet, sweet baby angels. We are mm-hmm. blessed to have you and can't wait to chat with you the next time we hang out with all our friends. Yes. And in person once you guys are here. And in person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and speaking of patrons and friends. So this episode is an, a really exciting one because it was requested by a patron Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that more in a little bit, but I'm I'm very excited to to dive in because we're the golden. It's ghouls. very cute. Oh. It's so cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're the golden ghouls. Alyssa, Kylie, Emily, and it's time to get spooky. <laughs> P.S. Y'all, Salem is closed. I'm not sure if we talked about it last episode, but the city was finally like, okay. The rate of COVID cases is skyrocketing in Massachusetts. So we're just going to cancel all of the events in Salem that we're still 
going to happen. So the tourists need to stop. Stay away. To stop. I yeah. which get that. There were a lot of tourists going there for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. I thought like whatever. <laughs> but what's what's unfortunate, but also like low-key kind of funny to me, and I might sound bratty, but you know the the witch house, it is a hot photo opportunity for the people, especially influencers, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the witch house since the city, you know, closed Salem, they put these super ugly orange um, gates in front of the witch house. Oh. Okay. So, like, if you're going to take a photo, you either have to have, like, really good Photoshop skills or <laughs> you're just going to have to have a photo with these gross cones and orange gates. Oof. Um but, I mean, it, it is, you know, keeping people from going there to take a photo, which I guess is good during these times. You know what? The witch house will be there. I kind of love it. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do, you know, mm-hmm. to stop mm-hmm. the chaos. Stop the exactly. fucking chaos. Exactly. <sighs> but, yeah, exciting episode. Okay, here's the backstory, right? So, <laughs> sweet Matthew and sweet, sweet angel Kristen love are... Them engaged to be wed Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. they're planning on eloping soon which like hell yeah i'm so excited for them and they're going on a honeymoon road trip of haunted locations which is like my dream that's so Mm -hmm. fun that's so sexy Uh, of y'all i love it (laughs) so fun i'm so excited for them but they have requested that we uh, cover Indiana's haunts because they're going to be near home and also the surrounding states. So we have covered quite a few of the surrounding states. I'm going to start off by letting them know that much up front because I wanted to make sure we were thorough with Indiana. You know, mm-hmm. there are some mm-hmm. good haunts and it was actually already on our roadmap to be discussed. So we're going for it. But uh, surrounding states-wise, we talked a lot about Ohio in episode nine. So y'all will want to be sure to check that out. I think most, if not all, of the locations there can be visited. Mm -hmm. We talked about Kentucky in episode 110, which you got to do. You got to go to Bobby Mackey's and tell us about it. Oh, yeah. It's a must. Yeah. And then we talked about the Great Lakes in episode 113. So there are lots, wild lots of haunts in the area there. And then I know that we've talked about Illinois, like here and there. We've had some Chicago locations mm-hmm. like strewn throughout episodes. I did not have the time to find every single one, but I know that they're there and I know there are some really good ones. So those are the ones I would go back and reference. But this is Indiana exclusive and Ooh. we've got some really fun ones, and I'm very excited. Yeah, we love her organizational skills. Yeah, for real, <laughs> that was super impressive that you nailed, that you laid that out there for us. Um. You know, i I wanted it to be thorough. I wanted them to know while they're planning where to go. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And for anyone else that now thinks, you know what, maybe. A little spooky road trip, whether it's with a loved one or a friend or a solo trip, maybe 
Well, maybe you guys can also plan a trip based on these episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Haunted Indiana, haunted Indiana, haunted Indiana. <laughs> yep, today I'm uh, <laughs> I keep, I mean, what? Oh, no, go ahead, Em. Oh, I was just going to say I could kick it off for us because I got a real good one. Do it. Do you want me to? I say do it. Okay. Would love it. I'm because excited. my honeymooners, there's a honeymoon suite in my <gasps> resort and it's yes. haunted. And I want y'all to go. Yes. So let me tell you about the French Lick Springs Resort. Oh, that name. They're going to get their French Lick on there. Exactly. <laughs> That's the plan in French Lake. <laughs> Indiana. Yo, this please though get COVID tested before, oh, you, yes. before you start French licking. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But French Lick Springs Resort, you guys. A real hot spot with some great history. Some great characters have been here. It was built in 1845, located in the historic district of French Lick. Indiana. And it was known as a mineral spring hell spa. How about that? Ooh. Mm -hmm. Sounds nice to me. But catch me outside. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But it was trademarked for its Pluto water. It's got this special Pluto water. You know. Pluto water. Yeah. It'll make a it'll make your dreams come true. Okay. During 1901 to 1946, a Thomas Taggart. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably Taggart. Taggart. Okay, cool. He was the former mayor of Indianapolis, so big, big time boy, you know? And his son, <laughs> Thomas D. Taggart. Is that what you said? Yeah, I had a friend with that last name, so that's my guess, but I could oh. be wrong. Tight, tight, tight. They were the owners and the operators at this um, at this time, and they made it a really popular attraction. Hmm. Yeah. All the wealthy, fashionable, notable guests were showing up. We were we were told that it was the Disney World of the time. Oh. Can you believe it? it? In those days, it was assumed that if you could afford to come to America, you could go to the French Lick. That's what somebody said. The dream. Yeah. It was that well-known overseas. Crazy, huh? It is, because I have only heard of it just today. Me too. So... Mm. <laughs> This is the first time I've heard of it was a couple hours ago, but I'm impressed. It's beautiful. Over the years, many of the countries rich and famous, as I said, came. And here are a few, you guys. John Barrymore. What? You tell me about it. Howard Hughes. What? Lana Turner. Bob Hope. Bing Crosby. Dang. Carmichael. Duke Ellington. Irving Berlin. Louis Armstrong, and then politicians such as Franklin D. Roosevelt, Harry S. Truman, Richard Nixon, Ronald Wagan. I I almost... Ronald Wagan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald Wagan. (laughs) Ronald Reagan and wealthy socialites like the Vanderbilts. Y'all... This place's history <laughs> is crazy. Who hasn't been there? I'm asking you. Uh, I don't have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
In the 1920s and into the 30s, the resort became really popular for like recreational sports, most notably golf. But the French like also had a reputation for its illegal gambling. Mm. And it carries on the gambling today, which is super cool. You can go gaming. But it's a real fab place, major, major resort slash spa. For the history, I want to go and all the amenities, like the fine dining, gambling pools, tours, spas, activities. But then it's got the ghost. Oh, yes. Right? That's what we really need to talk about. Mm-hmm. So my man Thomas um, Tagart, right? Thomas yeah. T. Let's go with that. Yeah. Thomas T., the former mayor, former owner that built the hotel. He's still there, you guys. And he's said to haunt the service elevator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some people have claimed to see a mist or smell like pipe or cigar tobacco by the elevator. Hmm. And it's like it's Thomas. But the most popular story is that when the hotel is super busy, employees and when employees like have their hands full, the, the elevator will just like start acting up. It'll, oh my. I know what balloon. It'll open and close by itself. It'll stay open just long enough for them to get into the elevator and then it goes. And you're like, hello, what floor am I going on? Can Tower you believe terror, it? baby. I know. It's also known to run between floors in the middle of the night just by itself. The manger in the San Antonio does that too. It's really uh. weird. They, there's also been stories that um, someone is is buried behind the wall of the elevator shaft. So. Oh. That's cray. Right? I don't like that. No. And there's some graffiti. There's some mysterious graffiti inside the elevator. Some think it's, it's like satanic symbols. But who knows? We'll have to go to check it out to really, to really figure this the symbols you know <laughs> mr really t, take a gander yeah because i don't know mr t was also known this is why i love him so much so much he rode his horse up and down the hall and when there was a party <laughs> going on in the ballroom <laughs> you know what he, he was ride it like you own it he was a really tight man exactly Um, And he liked to party, obviously. So today, people will see a ghostly figure on a horse in the hallway. Oh, shit. And I'm here for that. I will sit all day just to witness this ghost horse and man walk down the hallway onto the the party in the ballroom all day. They even hear horse trotting down the hall. Super cool. Residual, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe he's there. People in the ballroom, if you're by the ballroom, you'll hear echoes of a party happening. Cool. Yeah, kind of like The Shining. Remember that mm-hmm. in the movie? Mm-hmm. That ballroom that had that ghost party? Just like that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> there, there are some rooms in the hotel that also have certain reputations. 
There's one that includes uh, a room where a man jumped out the window and hanged himself. Oh, no. When his new bride discovered <laughs> this gruesome scene, she allegedly committed suicide in the bathtub. And supposedly mm. the tub in that room has reoccurring red stain whenever they try to replace it. And that, wow. my friends, I believe is the honeymoon suite. You so go ahead and do it. Lovely. You have to. You have to I, stay in there. Mm-hmm. I have a morbid question. Do it. What? Was this one guy who hanged himself and jumped out the window? Do you mean like... Yeah, he, he jumped out. He hanged himself out the window. Got, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. That was confusing. Probably. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Not that I want to picture it, but, you know, my brain was confused. Right. <laughs> I, it was worded in a very odd way. I'm glad we cleared that up. Thank you. Thank you. But the whole sixth floor is also haunted. And Ooh. there's a lot of staff that that are very reluctant to be on the sixth floor at all. There's been stories of shadows moving down the halls. They hear yeah. footsteps. Nobody's there. A woman's, ha ha, she's laughing. <laughs> Cold breezes rushing by. One of the most popular stories among the staff is there's a room on the sixth floor that calls the front desk and it's not occupied. One time when this event occurred, the room didn't even have a phone installed. Whoa. It's like, what? How'd that happen? How did that happen? No one knows. Mystery. There's also some pretty tight stories about a bellhop ghost. He's Ooh. really well liked and he's always hanging around. And there's even a picture of him you can check out at the hotel. Because one time Cute. this person was there and they were seeing this bellhop and they were like, oh, like weird. It's late at night. Like, what is he doing? You know? And then they like talked to him, they chit chatted, and all of a sudden, like, he was gone. The next day, they see this picture and they're like, whoa, dude, that man's from like 1930s or something. Damn. Uh huh. And one of the people was hanging around the lobby around 3 a.m. And there weren't many people like in the lobby at the time. And they were like taking pictures because he he said he was like kind of psychic. And so he was feeling something. And as he was taking the pictures, he looked back at them. And there was a man in a bellhop uniform standing there in the picture that was not there. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I'll send you the picture, too. It's really crazy. Yeah, let's. we'll post it. Yes, post it. Mm-hmm. There's also a jail cell in the basement of this hotel. Oh? Yeah. <laughs> they kept criminals in there uh, back in the gambling days. I don't know, when <laughs> things got crazy. The ones who couldn't pay their debt. Right. <laughs> exactly. So people will hear noises down there and a lot of people get like bad feelings and vibes mm-hmm. which i mean yeah that's a really negative space no i wonder if they'll let you see the jail cell if you ask probably well, they give tours they give like oh, historical tours it's a really perfect. cool place it's a resort yeah whole resort they got a bunch of activities they got a bowling alley this place has it all dang so i'm really telling you you gotta go you got to go. But here are some more just 
things that people have said, ghostly things people have said on this. They say the seventh floor, super scary. Something that's white, it, it appears to be a woman. It floats up and down the halls on the seventh floor. Okay. The north service elevator is where the satanic symbols are painted, and no one knows how they got there. Charlie Skaggs worked at the hotel in the late 60s and 70s. He was found dead at the bottom of the elevator shaft. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's said to be a friendly spirit, though, that actually talks to ghosts. There was this uh, police officer convention one time at the hotel, and the officers somehow talked to some guy named Charlie and ended up leaving a note on the front desk saying, tell Charlie we said hello. But there was no one named Charlie employed at the hotel at the time. Weird. A man who was gambling in the casino across the street from the hotel brought his large winnings back to his room one night and then was found dead at the bottom of the stairwell and all his money was gone. So this ghostly man is seen walking around looking for his money. Another Mm. manager at the hotel committed suicide in a bathtub at the hotel back in the day, and she is also said to be roaming around the halls. Oh, my Lord. I know. Who isn't there again? They've had everyone there. <laughs> Listen, just yeah. just, one, just one more for you. Thomas, T- Thomas T's daughter-in-law ended up killing herself in the area between the governor's suite and the president's suite near a spiral staircase. And there is apparently oh. still blood on the floor under the carpet. What? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Creepy place, man. Damn. But it's beautiful also. Y'all have to go there and take the tour and send us all the photos. Stay in the honeymoon suite. Take the ghost tour. Take the history tour. Go for the bowling alley for the fine dining. And send all the photos. Yes. Wow. I love it. On the hunt for a new podcast? We've got just the one for you. Physical Attraction is the podcast about how science and technology shape our world. It features interviews with academics, authors, and experts, as well as deep dives into specific historical and scientific topics in fields as diverse as climate change, nuclear fusion, astrophysics, artificial intelligence, economics, and technology. From the birth of stars to the end of the world, subscribe to Physical Attraction wherever you listen to podcasts and visit the show online at physicspodcast.com to find out more. I have another spooky one for us. Do it. It's a little change of scenery, you know? We're taking us to the outdoors a little bit. Oh, but I have a question for Matthew and Kristen. Have y'all heard of the Slippery Noodle Inn? Because apparently, <laughs> I didn't want to do this one because they live in Indianapolis. And, you know, I thought it was a little bit too close to home. I wanted to get a little bit outside mm-hmm. of where they're from. But it's supposed to be super haunted, the Slippery Noodle Inn. Y'all have to go there and tell me about it. I love that name so much. Right? Yeah, it's like a bar and restaurant. It looks crazy. (laughs) It's apparently very active. But I am going to take y'all to what they say is the most haunted cemetery in all of Indiana. Ladies and gentlemen and friends alike, this (laughs) is a step cemetery. 
in uh, Martinsville, Martinsville, Indiana. Whoop. Okay. So huge shout out to Astonishing Legends. That's where I got most of this info from. But uh, this graveyard is over 100 years old. And the oldest gravestone dates back to around 1851. So it's been here for a minute. Mm. That headstone belongs to Mr. Isaac Hartstock. He was actually a veteran of the War of 1812. So mm. old man. <laughs> but today it's largely only accessible by foot and it's part of the Morgan Monroe State Forest. So it's a real spot that people head there. But the cemetery itself is pretty small. It only has 25 graves. But the hauntings are abundant. Wow. Yes. <laughs> There's 25 people popping off? 25 popping. Nice. Maybe more. There could be unmarked graves there. Uh, you right, know, that's right. totally a thing. But right. so many of the stories there didn't start until people... Um, until the cemetery had been like vacant for a bit and then people kind of rediscovered it in the 50s and se- between the 50s and 70s, 1950s and 70s. So it had been largely forgotten except by teenagers who considered it kind of a hangout, which, you know, those crazy kids. <laughs> um, and as it received more and more visitors, the stories surrounding the piece of land just kind of grew and grew and They just haven't stopped. So one of the most popular ghosts that are said to haunt the cemetery is that of a woman dressed in black. So they say she looks relatively young, but she's dressed in all black and she's cloaked in darkness. And she can be seen sitting on a tree stump, which visitors have named the warlock chair And she's holding a bundled baby in her arms, and she's humming to the baby like a lullaby. That's creepy. So people (laughs) think that the baby she's holding is a baby who is actually buried in the cemetery, who was stillborn. And this baby is buried on the east side of the cemetery under a tombstone that has the name Baby Lester. Wow. Wow. So it's a sad story. I actually like found the news article about the baby from, I think it was 1937 is when this baby passed away. But that's who they think the baby is and the woman is the baby's mother. So the warlock chair has actually been removed, that tree stump, but the apparition still appears either sitting in the spot where that tree stump used to be or just kind of walking around the cemetery. And uh, ghost hunters have been there and have seen her and have captured voices, uh, voice recordings of her. So if you go, whip out that voice recorder and see what you get. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are several versions of the lady in black story that have popped up over the years just because like so many kids were hanging out there. And, you know, kids like to spin a tall tale. One of the versions that I found included one uh, included the woman in black wearing a girl's head around her neck. So the story okay. said that the girl died in a car accident while she and her boyfriend were racing on the winding roads nearby. And the apparition is wearing the girl's head as sort of like a warning. 
But oh my God. the most widely supported stories all circle around Baby Lester because this is one that's actually got some sort of story to back it up. There's actually news articles about this baby. The sad thing, though, is that a lot of the tombstones in the cemetery actually belong to children. So if there are multiple child ghosts, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, this one family, the Hacker family consisting of Sir Malcolm Dunbar Hacker and his wife Anne had eight children during their message their, during their message <laughs> what during their marriage good lord <laughs> however half of their kids died before reaching the age of 12 and all 10 members of the family were laid to rest there which is just uh tragic half of your kids die before age 12 that was a thing back in the day Sad. but so if the whole family is haunting it, I'm not surprised. In addition to the lady in black, people hear disembodied voices and just have generally unexplainable experiences. The cemetery was also once home to the Crabites, which I had never heard of until today. But they were like this fringe Christian sect, which they were really a cult that used the Step Cemetery as a hub for their ritualistic practices. Oh. So Rhonda Ann Dunn, she's an archivist with the Brown County Historical Society, and she said that, um, quote, there's one part in Revelations where it says something about four corners of the earth where the angels will come. So the Crabites believe the earth was square because it mentioned four corners and they had strange beliefs like that. So a lot of their ritual practices involved them, like, getting bitten by snakes and just doing, like, all sorts of crazy shit. But I'm sure that that weird energy that they put off is in that land in some form. Totally. And then after they left the site, their reputation for the place's creepiness just got spookier and spookier. So it was said that in the 1950s, a young girl was murdered near the cemetery and her body was dumped in the vicinity of it. And they say that her spirit continues to wander, searching for justice. So apparently her killer was never found. Her mom did everything that she could. Her mom was like on the police's case about getting it figured out. They never found out who murdered her. But would this whole story be complete? without more creatures it would not people have seen bigfoot oh, nearby man. yeah he's everywhere he is big everywhere people have even heard what they describe as like a loud wailing sound from a creature that it doesn't sound human and it doesn't sound like any animal that naturally inhabits <laughs> that area so people think that is Bigfoot just like making this loud wailing sound. You know how badly I want to recreate a sound right Same. now? <laughs> like a Chewbacca. I'm, I just I'm hear, biting my tongue. <laughs> I just hear Chewbacca. <laughs> but um, they've also seen strange lights in the sky and darting through the woods. And there have been UFO sightings nearby. So this place is just... It's got it all. Cults, ghosts, Bigfoot, aliens. What more could you want? That's, mm -hmm. that's everything that I want. 
Yeah, but I saw tons of investigations happening there um, on YouTube and elsewhere. So you're totally free to go check out the cemetery and do what you will there. And uh, I hope you do. I hope you all see what's out there. Sounds like a real spooked spot. It, 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 it is. It is. I have another spooky spot that if I were going on a haunted honeymoon tour, I would definitely want to come here. Yeah. Especially if I was in Indiana. So the town or the village uh, is called Story. It's cute right off the bat. Am I right? Story. Yeah, that's and adorable. It is, it's almost like right? French lick. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> almost the same. Last night you you caught me storying my boyfriend. <laughs> well, I was in Who's French lick. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the village of Story, it's it's one of historic land and structures. And it's located in Nashville, Brown County, Indiana. And this, there's an inn that is basically, that's what the village is known for. And it's what the village was built around. Um, But this inn is located adjacent to uh, the Brown County State Park. And in March 2019, the village of Story was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. So that's how we know it's real. We ask, show us that it's real. (laughs) And then we're shown the National Register of Historic Places. And we're like, okay, cool. It's real. So the town of Story was named after Dr. George P. Story and his wife, Jane, who received a land patent for 173 acres from President Fillmore in 1851. And it was then established as a logging community. So during its prime time, during its heyday, the town of Story was the largest settlement in the area. It had farms owned by many families, a medical practice, two general stores, slaughterhouse, a sawmill, a schoolhouse, a post office, um, a a non-denominational church. Uh, So it was was popping and they had everything that they needed. Mm. However, during the Great Depression, Uh, People did leave town to search for work elsewhere. Um, And we've heard this story, you know, many times. Um, Brown County actually lost half of its population between 1930 and 1940. So the general store continued to operate to some degree through um, up until the 1970s. And then in 1978, a man named Benjamin, with no last name because he was kind of he was a hippie. He was like yeah. a like the quintessential 1960s, 1970s hippie. And his name was just Benjamin. I love that. And he had a wife, Cynthia Schultz. She had a last name. Just I don't Benjamin. Know if that was her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Schultz, you know, if that was, I'm guessing that was her uh, maiden name, but who knows. But Benjamin and Cynthia, they decided to purchase four and a half acres of story that included the barn, uh, a small rented house, the grocery store, and a grist mill. And they initially occupied the second floor of the store building uh, as their home. And Benjamin, he happened to be 
a man of all trades. He had many hats. He was an architect, he was a builder, and he had a lot of restaurant experience. And Cynthia, she was a former restaurant owner. So with their powers combined, they were like, you know what? (laughs) You know what would be cool for us hippies to start? And we might think of cults again, (laughs) as this was the 70s. But no, a bed and breakfast. Excellent. Alas, a bed and breakfast. So Story Inn was born. And Benjamin and Cynthia spent the next 10 years basically restructuring uh, the acres that they purchased along with an additional 20 acres um, of story. And they converted the upstairs of the grocery store and the surrounding cottages into guest homes and uh, finally named the inn Story Inn, which was, you know, synonymous with the town itself. And some news that's great for them Along with cults and disco, there was a rise of bed and breakfasts in the 70s. So the Story Inn was just, it had great business. It was popping off. It was popping off. So Benjamin and Cynthia, they sold the Story Inn in 1992. um, And it didn't quite fall into disrepair, but, you know, business basically plummeted. um, And the... Town, um, I'm not sure if it actually went bankrupt, but regardless, the an attorney named Rick Hofstetter, uh, he was also a, a preservationist, he purchased the story in. So here's where it gets spooky. Hofstetter, once he purchased the inn, started to hear stories of the inn's paranormal activity, which he wasn't expecting. He, he didn't hear about this beforehand. Um, you know, it's not like he purchased it knowing there were haunts or paranormal activity. It was very new and very sudden, and he was getting a lot of um, stories from people in Nashville, Indiana, um, people who knew of the history of Story Inn. He was like, okay. He first assumed that these stories were just like typical town folklore, Until he got to the inn and he discovered that each room had a guest book. And, you know, he was reading through the entries. You know, he's a man who loves history. So he's reading all the guest books from each room. And he realizes and discovers identical accounts of ghostly happenings that were decades apart from one room in particular. And it was the room above the county store. And all of these entries were super similar. So according to guests, there was an apparition of a woman dressed in a white flowing gown, which is classic ghost garb. All the ghosts and, she, and all the gowns. Yeah. They, they're like, this is hip. This is ghost fashion. So this apparition would appear by the bed in this room. She... This woman was also known to be seen in the mirror or reflected in the windows of this room. And there were windows, I think, or there are windows on three walls in this room. So it's, that's, you know, that's, there's a big chance you might see a reflection of a ghost, especially if there's actually one in there. Now, something interesting to note is that after all of these years of random but frequent visits, by this lady, there seems to be 
some method of communication now between her and living guests. So there's a blue light on the nightstand in this room. And according to guests in the inn, this ghost is more likely to appear when the blue light is on. This ghost is also said to have piercing icy blue eyes and she leaves kind of a blue trail of light behind her as she moves around. Employees find find blue objects in random places throughout the inn and basically these strange like blue happenings <laughs> have been occurring for so long and have happened so often that Hofstetter named the room the Blue Lady Room. There are also reports from both guests and in, empo- in employees of a sudden waft of cherry tobacco, almost always following an apparition sighting. Who? Many. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a very distinct smell. <laughs> uh, many believe that this implies that the ghost is actually Jane Story, wife of the village founder. Apparently, Mrs. Story had a strong preference for cherry tobacco. It's very interesting. There have been many paranormal investigations at Story Inn uh, because of the rumors uh, and the accounts over the past 20 or so years. One group in particular, Hooser Paranormal, which is clearly a local paranormal group in Indiana, they stayed at Story Inn in 2005 and they wanted to focus on the Blue Lady Room. And they had tools, and they discovered the presence of orbs. But they also experienced doors opening and closing on their own, when, of course, there's no wind to make these doors open or close. They also witnessed objects flying off of shelves in the restaurant or rooms. That, y'all, that is something that would convince me immediately that there's something out there. Yes, (laughs) If I saw something... Or, like, more than one thing fly off a shelf. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'd be like, okay. (laughs) I I believe (laughs) y'all. What's weird is that along with the presence of the blue lady that they detected, they also uh, communicated with the male spirit as well. They weren't able to determine who he was. um, But I'm wondering if this is, you know, Mr. Story or you know, Jane's post-life boyfriend, Hmm. you know, I don't know, I don't know. Could be either one. Could be, yeah. So we're going to share a photo of the inn. It's, it's, I want to go there right now. It looks so cool. (laughs) Um, But the, the inn, it still looks very much the way it did years and years ago. Gary Sweeney of thelineup.com, he tells us that if you were to drive along South State Road in Nashville and pass the story in, you probably wouldn't give it a second look. Um, or if you did, you would have no idea that it was a, you know, a bed and breakfast. It has a very rustic old appearance. Um, it almost looks like an antiques shop. And the photo that Gary shares that we also share um, it shows that there's even like an out-of-service standard oil crown gas pump out front, which just like adds to the charm. Like it looks like a blast from the past, which it is, but you can go there now in the present. Hmm. 
But inside, and this is this is the selling point, y'all, if you're debating whether or not to go, it has a bomb-ass restaurant. Apparently, the food is amazing. <laughs> and I apparently, the second floor of the old general store, um, Wheeler Hedrick General Store, was rumored to once be um, a buggy dealership where wagons and buggies were assembled, which is interesting. A buggy dealership. <laughs> Cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? And the the old general store, it still has the OG old-ass wooden floors that make noise when you walk. There's a pot-bellied stove. And, again, the food is rumored to just be phenomenal. The There's also the Treaty House, the Dock Stories Homestead, uh, the Elra Wheeler Homestead, uh, the Carriage House and the Old Mill, the Pruitt Schultz House, and another house that was built around 1930, but all of these have been renovated um, authentically, you know, to reflect the past uh, into guest cottages. And they have like cute little kitchenettes and hot tubs to keep it romantic. So all in all, I would say go for the food and the charm, but also go and hang in the blue lady room, maybe even book a night there and put on that blue nightstand light. Yes. Let us know. Yeah, their website like has a way for you to specifically book that room. So <laughs> if anyone does Woo-hoo. it, we'll need an update. The blue lady. Oh, that place is so cute. So cute. It truly is. Oh, wow. Indiana, you're haunted. So I'm saying haunted Indiana, haunted Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it loud and sing it proud, mm-hmm. as I said. Well, that was a fun one. I am feeling so thankful for Matthew and Kristen for suggesting that because, you know, it was, it was fun to plan a little a little uh, romantical road trip of sorts. Yeah. I want to go on a romance trip. Uh, we love a romance trip. Honestly, guys, and... You know, I'm an OCD, like, trip planner, so it was really hard for me to not just, like, plan a whole itinerary for them. Y'all have seen my itineraries, um, and I am obsessive. But I really think that maybe I should be, you know, a trip planner, and maybe one of my specialties could be haunted road trips. That would be fun. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that job. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. That's it. I mean, it. why not? Just go for your dreams. Go for our dreams. Matthew mm-hmm. and Kristen, you're going for your dreams. You're getting married. We love it. We hope you have the best road trip ever. And until next time, stay spooky. Stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh. We love young love. We love it. <laughs> <laughs>